Welcome back, friends. Lost Scarf here, and it's time for Kirby's Dreamcast. In this podcast, we talk about everything Kirby. Everything. The toys, the games, the manga, the anime, everything. Some things are more sporadic, while others are more focused. Mostly, we focused on the anime and the games. In the future, we'll keep doing the games. Once we finish the anime, we'll do the manga, and so on and so forth. There's so much manga to find and translate. It's going to be a while. But today, we're going to do the 30th anniversary of Kirby. Happy birthday, Kirby. And I want to reflect on why is Kirby so special, and just go over his games and everything. Just little things here and there. It's going to be about a 20-minute episode. And at the end, I want to go over just all future ideas for this podcast. Because we're going to be doing this for years. We've been doing this for almost four years already. I know it's been a bit sporadic here and there. Episodes take time to make, especially the gaming episodes. And also, me and Jinx both have a job, so uh, we can't just only work on this. Which is a shame, because I do love Kirby. Kirby's my favorite thing. So let's first talk about Kirby himself. What does it make Kirby so special? I think one of the interesting things is just how Hal was like, let's be simple about this with a lot of things. The first Kirby game is a very easy game for the most part. Extra mode gets a bit harder. And the idea was to be accessible to everyone so kids could play it. And that has been a nice thing about the appeal is it's an all-ages game so everyone can enjoy Kirby. And from the get-go, Kirby is this really powerful being. In Kirby's Dreamland, Kirby just runs through an army of people, beats up a giant tree, beats up a giant cloud, beats up a freaking giant blimp. Everything's huge. He also wins the two-on-one fight with La 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 and Lo La Lo. And then he fights King Diddy, which is such a fun first, like, final boss. King Diddy as the first final boss is so funny when you look at when they do the collages of all the final bosses. King Diddy's there, and then you have all these monstrosities, and he's just like, oh, oh, that's scary. Oh, man. But that first game is such a good impression, and so fun, and Kirby's so cute. It's amazing how... Kirby was this very simple idea. It's a circle, you got a smile, two eyes, you get those little lines for the face, uh, for the blush, and that's it. That's it. First you draw a circle, then you do the eyes, and then you get Kirby. It's amazing how simple Kirby is. Anyone can draw him for the most part. It took me a while to draw him correctly, I'll be honest. I took a while, even as simple as Kirby is. That's Circles are hard to draw, by the way. Circles are hard to draw. Just use a circle to what's easier, but if you want to just be good at it, you you can try. I've done a thousand circles. I'm still not great at circles. Anyway, Kirby's appeal. Gameplay-wise, it's accessible to everyone, and I've always appreciated that. I like that everyone can play them. Also, all the spin-offs. Kirby is very much Hal Incarnate. Hal, before Kirby was born, liked to make games about everything. Pinball, bowling, everything. Like Breakaways, they did all these different ideas. Boxing, puzzle games, adventure games. They did everything. Then they went bankrupt, Kirby comes in, saves the day, and then they're like, let's just put Kirby on everything. And it worked. <laughs> the only thing Kirby hasn't done is in, like, an RPG. That's it. That and maybe, like, a first-person shooter, I guess. Like, there's certain genres Kirby hasn't done, but there's room to do them, and it would be funny. Why not do a Kirby visual novel? Like, just, hey, let's go have fun and be friendly, or whatever. Kirby's just such an enjoyable character. He's so simple, he's very cute, but he's also very badass. I always say this, people are like, what do you mean that's badass? Look, have you seen the gods he's killed? Going down the line, though, let me get the list up. So you got Kirby's Dream Land, which is very fun, uh, very light game. I enjoyed it a lot. I played it a lot when I was kid. When I was a kid, I was five years old. This is the thing. Scarf is thirty-five years old. I've been playing Kirby for thirty years. Kirby was my first Game Boy game. I love Kirby. That's how you get dedication. You be a child, like something, and then you just keep liking it. That's what happens. Kirby's Adventures happens on NES. Introduction of the copy abilities. Introduction of so many concepts into the future, Meta Knight, and it's a very fun game. And you got Kirby's Pinball Land. I love Kirby's Pinball Land. 
a very enjoyable game. Love that a lot. And this, it's the start of the spinoffs with that one. Then you got Kirby's Dream Course. One of the hardest Kirby games, in my opinion, the hardest Kirby game is Kirby's Dream Course. Because it's got a, a high floor and a high ceiling for skill. Very fun. Kirby's Avalanche after that, which is just Mean Bean Machine or Puyo Puyo Panic. And it's just a fun game. I like that you finally got dialogue between characters, even though it, like it's not canon. Although, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously I'm making everything canon. I'm going to try to make it all canon in one go. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm going to try to make everything canon. Because why not? It's fun. Then you got Kirby's Block Ball, which is Breakaway, which is wasn't bad. It was a fun idea. Uh, it's not the best Breakaway game, but it's pretty fun. Kirby's Toy Box, which uh, you probably only heard of because of the podcast for the most part. Not a lot of very good games. It was a weird concept. There was at least like one or two kind of fun games. The rest weren't so great. Kirby Superstar, the one that sets the standard for a lot of people, for me, for sure. Kirby Superstar is my number one favorite game. By the way, I forgot to mention, in the background is me drawing all 33 Kirbys. Like, there have been 33 box art Kirbys for North America, and that's those. So eventually it goes from this happy Kirby to an angry Kirby, because that's North America box. There are two exceptions, that is Superstar Stacker and Superstar. Those were Japan only, so those are Japanese covers. Everything else is NA, is North American. And then the one Kirby in the background is my own drawing of Kirby. So there you go, 34 Kirbys for the 30th anniversary. And then if I get the drawing done in time for this episode, uh, the other, the second half of this episode will just have my 30th anniversary drawing of Kirby with a cake and everything. So Superstar sets a standard, and we're in the middle of going over Superstar right now. We're almost finished with that. Then it's Star Stacker, which I have not played. That's one of the few Kirby games I've not played, so I'm really curious how that one, that's like another, like, like Kirby's Avalanche kind of thing, so I'm curious how that one goes. Kirby's Dreamland 3, very fun. Some people got bored with it. Super Star Stacker comes after that, which they just really like Star Stacker. Because Star Stacker was Game Boy, then Super Star Stacker is Super Nintendo. Then Kirby 64, Crystal Shards, one of my favorites, for sure. Like, Dreamland 2 and Dreamland 3 are fun, and it's nice to have the animal friends. But then 64 comes, and I love 64. My favorite final boss of all time is Zero Two, and I love that song very much. But there are some other bosses that are up there too. The final bosses in Kirby in general are very good, but my number one favorite is Zero Two. You got Tilt and Tumble, one of the few games I have not played. It's a very interesting idea because you're using you know, motion control at a time when motion control wasn't really a thing, and I don't know how we're going to emulate that because I want to play that game so we can cover it. I want to, of course, want to cover every game for this podcast. Nightmare Dreamland uh, remake of Adventure, very good. Kirby's Air Ride, another one I didn't get to play. I don't know why everyone loves it. I need to find out, and someday I will. There's Kirby Board Game and Kirby Slab. I'm not going to count those. Kirby and the Amazing Mirror is a really, really, really good game. It's such an interesting idea of doing, like, open-world Kirby, kind of, with platforming and going to different areas and everything. Like, it's like Great Cave Offensive, but even more so, and it's four-player. Very fun. Canvas Curse, in the Stylus, that's another one I haven't played. That one's really cool. I've seen it. We're going to play it eventually. Squeeze Squad is another one I've missed. People love Deroach and all that, and I have no idea. One of the few I've missed out on. Then we've got, going down, Superstar Ultra. Since I played Superstar, I never played Ultra. So there's the thing. Like, I did not own a DS, so I missed out on the DS games. That's the main thing to say. But then Epic Yarn happens on Wii. I love Epic Yarn so much. It's so very cute. Poor Prince Fluff to find out it was his game, then they put Kirby on it. But it's so cool, because... This, I feel like, is a precursor to Forgotten Land in that the creative idea of what if Kirby could just turn into things? And it was so fun. Like, Mech Kirby is such a fun power and UFO Kirby and all that. Epic Yarn is great. I love Epic Yarn a lot. Some people don't. I don't know why. It's amazing. Sure, Kirby can't copy, but the ability to transform made it very fun. Mass Attack is another one on the DS I missed out on. Hope to play that in the future. Return to Dreamland. 
Magalore! Return to Dreamland, amazing game. You get to play, of course, with King Dedede and Meta Knight and Bandana D. And people forget Bandana D is from Superstar. You don't see a lot of Bandana D, but Bandana D started in Superstar. And it's just fun having this four-player interaction, and you get, like, the giant Kirby power stuff, and it was very fun. Then Magalore making us go, like, remember Marks. It's funny how 2011, and then Superstar again. It's uh, 2000... Where, 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 oh, there, uh, Superstar is over here. Superstar was 1996. So, like, every 10 or so years, we get betrayed, and that's why everyone thought Elfland was going to be betraying. Return to Dreamland, very good. Crowned, amazing song. Great final boss. And then after that is, there's the collections, like a 20th anniversary, 25th anniversary. I can't believe we haven't gotten a 30th anniversary announcement yet. I don't know what's going on with that. And then a bunch of remasters and remake, Not remakes, uh, just re-releases. We got a lot of re-releases. And then we end up at Triple Deluxe. Right. Triple Deluxe. Three years later. Triple Deluxe, one of my all-time favorites. It makes a very good usage of foreground and background for 3D effect. Also, Triple Deluxe, you didn't get it. Like, Triple D, 3D. Like, a King DDD also is a 3D thing, too, when you think about it. They should know any King DDD decks are 3D, yeah. Triple Deluxe, I love a lot. Very creative game. Very fun. Very cute. And Sectonia is an amazing final boss, and her song is amazing. Both of her songs. Like, Sectonia, and then just how Kirby takes her out. It's like, wow. And then her backstory. So, it's like, wow. There's so much going on there. And, of course, it's Kirby Fighters Deluxe. Fun. Enjoyed that. Only played it a little bit. And DDD's Drum Dash Deluxe did not play that, so we're going to have to play that someday. And then after that comes Rainbow Curse, which I didn't get to play, which is a shame. I should really try to find and buy that, because I do have a Wii U and we can capture that, so I should get that at some point. And then a bunch of re-releases, re-releases, and then... There it is, 2016. Robobot! A lot of people's number one. Robobot is a lot of people's number one. I love it a lot. It's up there. It's not my number one. Triple Deluxe beats it for me. And that's the debate between Triple Deluxe and Robobot for some people. Robobot, it's so fun. It's so fun. And then the creativity of not only his carry powers, but his mechit's powers too. And then that final boss. And then the big surprise at the end of that? Mind-blowing, because it's been 20 years. The Robobot, 2016. Isn't Superstar 1996? It is. It's been 20 years. And then they show up. Lost my mind. That was a good point when it comes to Robobot was, I didn't expect that. That, is, that was a jaw-dropping moment. Like, because usually the final boss is always this big surprising thing, but then they surprise us with that. That was a heck of a surprise. That, that one got me right there. I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Try not to spoil, although I spoiled Magalore, but I think everyone knows Magalore. And then I think I missed Kirby Fighters somewhere. There was Kirby Fighters somewhere, which was a... Yeah, there, Kirby Fighters was after Triple Deluxe, which was a fun idea. Team Kirby Clash I liked more. But it was a fun idea to do a fighting Kirby game, because why not? And it had some Smash influence. And then you got Blowout Blast, which I didn't play, which was the first foray into 3D before we got to Forgotten Land. Like, I played the, the Robobot minigame they did before they made Blowout Blast, which I want to play that at some point. Kirby Battle Royale, though, I did buy that. Kirby Battle Royale. Fun ideas, a bit slow, makes you sleepy a lot, but the story's fun. I like the story a lot. Bandana D has a character arc. You get to see all the other Waddle Dees and how much they love King Dedede is in there. Then King Dedede is wanting to beat up on Kirby. And also, canonically, we learned that Meta Knight it might actually be, say curse words. It's like, I hope Meta Knight keeps his mouth clean out there. It's like, all right, okay. And after that is Star Allies. Star Allies is a weirdly divisive game. This is a game that has so much fan service. And I guess people don't like that. People are like, it's too bloated. And like, no, it's 
I get cake and I get 50 more cakes. I'm all about that. And I love it. I love Star Allies. Star Allies is so much lore, so much celebration of Kirby that that is an anniversary game to me. But it does give me a thought about because big because Kirby Star Allies was such a big hurrah. What if they're going to move forward from now and not really go much on the past because of what Forgotten Land does? But we're not there yet. Kirby Star Allies, love it a lot. Void, I like a lot. I like Soul Melter. If you can beat him, you, you purify him. And I hope someday we get to see what Void becomes. I want to see that. And of course, Morpho Knight. Morpho Knight is easily my favorite character uh, after 2018. Morpho Knight's introduction was so epic. Are you kidding me? That was amazing. I freaking... I went nuts. I'm like, what? The butterfly? What do you mean the... the and then it turns out, what? It's so good. So good. Also, if you wanted to count the Smash games as Kirby games, like they've been happening too. <laughs> to an extent, they are. Kirby's the main character of the Smash games. And then Extra Epic Yarn, which I have not played because I played Epic Yarn. When we do the episode on that, I will see how we want to cover that because we're not going to just do it twice. We'll probably just talk about what Extra Epic did as well. Something like that. We'll see. Because they are two different games, but they're covering the same game. We'll see. Like, it's different from Nightmare in Dreamland, where it's a complete retelling, while Extra Epic Yarn is just an update. Super Kirby Clash. Liked it a lot. Really enjoyed it. Played way too much of it. And it's just fun fighting all these alternate universe, uh, like, alternate universe Susie, and then, like, the Super DX Galacta. Like, very fun stuff there. And I need to play it all over again so I can capture all of that. And I have such a high-level character. Shoot. And then re-releases, and Kirby Fighters 2. I enjoyed Kirby Fighters 2, and I like the story of that, because it really gives you a lot of King Diddy and Meta Knight friendship there, which is pretty cool. Someday we'll go over the light novels. Someday. They have light novelizations of so many of these games, Kirby Fighters 2 is one of them, which really hammers in King Diddy and Meta Knight's friendship. And that's a fun one to really want to go over, because I want to go over the light novels eventually. Someone's translated all of them, by the way, because I thought I was going to have to do it myself. Thankfully someone has, and that's great. Thank you to them. And someday I'll read those and I'll credit them when I read them. And then we got nothing for 2021, which is a surprise because we get something like every year. And then Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I'm working on a review for that. That's coming up eventually, but this episode first, then the review. And then, of course, Kirby Superstar 5. We have a lot of things going together. They're just taking a while to be made. And Kirby in the Forgotten Land is easily in the top three. Like, the question is, does it beat Superstar and does it beat Triple Deluxe? I can't tell you right now. Kirby in the Forgotten Land is a great entry point for new fans because it's not too heavy on the fan service it's solid gameplay it's really cute great 3d kirby's got his transformations again with mouthful mode he's got his copy abilities it's a really good game it does water down the copy abilities a little bit but overall kirby in the forgotten land is extremely fun game and it's like 20 plus hours and i've seen people beat it three times over so they get three 100 percent and the arena is very fun. I love that the arena has been a thing forever because I love boss rushing. And the arena gives me that. And it's just so fun. The only thing I do, I wish was, there's a couple of technical things I wish they did better on for quality of life, which I'll say in the review. But I do wish we got some fan service because I do love all the old characters. I thought when we got the figurines that we would get a figurine of all the old characters. So I thought we were going to get a ribbon figurine, an Adeline figurine. Didn't realize we can use it for lore. Which is a cool other idea to do it so you're not pausing the game all the time. But in the end, Kirby Forgotten Land is an easy 9 or 10, I think. I'm spoiling the review right now, but of course it's going to be high. Everyone loves this game. It's really good. It's really, really good. The final boss is amazing. The lore going in there is amazing. Check the time here. Oh, we've been going almost 20 minutes. Okay, so 
going down the line, talking about everything. What does it make Kirby so special? It is. He's shaped like a friend. He's very cute. He's very badass. He fights the craziest bosses. He's got boss rushing. He's got solid platforming, solid spin-off games, just solid gameplay in general. Kirby's weakest game is Kirby's Toy Box, but that's because it was made for some offshoot thing. After that, it's probably, uh, I'd say, Avalanche or Block Ball after that. And those are both still good games. They're just not as good as they could be. Kirby has had an amazing 30-year career. I love Kirby a lot. He's very cute. He's also very friendly. And the great thing is just all the extra stuff. In the mangas, certain ones, Kirby is just hilarious dork. Or just a creature of mayhem. And in the kids' books, Kirby is just this pure hero, and I love it so much. Right now on YouTube, they've been putting out uh, It's Kirby Time, which is Read Along Kirby, and they put two so far. And the second one, Take Courage, hits me emotionally because... It's very much just what this Kirby character is. You can put a lot of inference onto Kirby. Is it inference or impl implication? Pretty much what it is right now. But you can put a lot onto this, not exactly blank slate, but pretty blanky, slaty kid character. And to me, Kirby is a badass who doesn't give up, and he's very helpful. And when he needs to do something, he does it, and he never gives up. He just keeps going forward. That is the, my template of what Kirby is. That's the way I see Kirby. Very adventurous, got a zest for life. He enjoys life. He's very friendly with everyone. But when things go down, he's the first one there, and he's there on the line for everyone else. That's what I like about Kirby. He just He'll take on whatever he needs to take on. The games have really given you that characterization of Kirby in that way. And so Take Courage really shows you that, where Kirby's like, all right, I'm going to go on this adventure for this, for this special fruit, and then the way it ends is just so good. Because it's just, yeah, this is who I think Kirby is. Kirby is this very kind but powerful being. And that's an idea I like. Instead of just uh, all-powerful but evil, but just all-powerful but kind, I like that a lot. I really like that idea. And we'll see where we go forward with Kirby. I'm hoping for the 30th anniversary and things like that. So ending this, ideas for future episodes. I've talked about this a few times, but not a lot. We need to do an Iwata episode. We need to do a Sakurai episode. There needs to be a Kumazaki episode. There needs to be a Junish Kawa episode. And... Uh, Ando should get an episode two. Going over the careers of the big players involved with Kirby. So there's, of course, later people. Of course, there's Shimamura. Got to go over them because the Dark Matter trilogy. And I forget who else was director, uh, who directed before Kumazaki, and also who directed some of the spinoffs. I forget who they are. So it'll be like an episode focusing on the people who did like one or two games, and then episodes focusing on people who did multiple games, and not just them. Of course, you got to go with the composers, which is why I'm going to go over Ando and I'm going to go over Ishikawa. And, like, as we go through the games, we go over the history of how, so that's already in there. Other things has got to be just, yeah, what does it make Kirby so special? Like, an in-depth look at what does it make Kirby so special? In-depth look on what's so special about Meta Knight, what's so special about King Diddy, and why does everyone love Bandana D, right? Well, you got to go over that. And then, of course, there has to be an episode on all the box art differences. Like, Kirby's so pissed. In the American ones, right? You gotta go over that. There is a lot of things to talk about besides the mangas, besides the light novels, besides the extra media, which you gotta talk about eventually. There's a lot of Kirby to talk about for years to come, and as games come out, there's even more to talk about. And as I said, we're only up to Kirby Superstar. We got a lot more to go. There is a lot more to talk about. We've been at this for four years. We're gonna be at this for 20. I don't know. It's gonna keep going. There's gonna be new characters to go crazy about and like and things like that. I love this podcast. I love talking about Kirby, and I wish we did it more often, so I'm going to try to do it more often. So that is everything here. 
talking about Kirby and his 30th anniversary, his 30th birthday. Happy birthday, Kirby. And I hope everyone's had a really good time with Kirby this year. I think it's an amazing year for Kirby. And I cannot wait for when we finally do get the 30th anniversary. There's got to be something. And then we're going to get the concert in August. That's going to be great. And then we're going to get the... We'll see what the next game is. It's going to be a spinoff of some kind. I wonder what. But I really hope we get a 30th collection as well. And there's been some really good Kirby commercials and really good Kirby merch. And I don't know how to handle that, by the way. A merch episode, just specific merch. I don't know if that's even possible because there's so much. But we'll see if I can figure that out. So that is everything with the Kirby Dreamcast podcast episode. Recommend us to your friends. We're the only Kirby podcast. We're the only one. So let's all enjoy it together. Let's all enjoy Kirby here and just talk about it and have fun. And of course, if you want to talk about it to me, uh, at Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter, you can do that. Or comment on the YouTube version, you can do that as well. So that's it. I had fun. Hope you have fun watching or listening. Mostly listening. Thanks for coming by and see you next time. Mm-hmm.